I'm Ilsa. And I must be Kyra. <laughs> must be. We still haven't we... landed that intro. At least we're authentically ourselves with our intro. That's true. Just awkward at the beginning. And yeah, it's always going to be awkward in the beginning. It's like, hey, we're talking to ourselves in a microphone. Like, let's act like we have an audience and we're talking about like, what? I can't do it. <laughs> um, also, this is our first episode we're recording remotely. Yeah, we're not right? in the same room. It's weird. Sorry if it sounds a little scratchy. You guys, Zoom sometimes comes off like we're, I don't know, like in the Stone Age and we're like using a dial-up modem or something. So if it sounds a little scratchy, yeah, that's why. And also because Xfinity sucks. So that's my bad. If I Xfinity so really sucks. I hate it. I can't wait. I mean, to yeah. It. Anyways, how was your week, Elsa? Um, my week was pretty crazy. I had to go pick up my grandma from Fort Lauderdale and take her back home. So <laughs> literally like my Wednesday and Thursday, I got on a fucking plane, picked Ooh. her ass up, took her back home on Thursday. <laughs> I didn't know you did that this week. I thought it was like up and coming. No, no. Oh my God. It's actually pretty easy. It was like, whatever. I sleep on planes. It was like, fine. It's just annoying to like all yeah. those Ubers, you know? Yeah. Catch flights, not feelings. Yeah. But it was, I, w- I would rather have stayed in Florida for a couple more days, but that was the ticket that my aunt booked for me. Like I didn't pay for it. So it's like, whatever. Um, she needs someone to come back with her because she has two cats. So you have to walk through the screener with like each cat in the, ha- in the arms. That's why I like to go through security. It's oh so God. random, but that's what we have to do. Um, that's a lot oh my god it was and then on Thursday I when I got home I had a a reading with an astrologer which is fucking so cool shout out the oath oracle like whoa reading done by her because it was so good she was so right on everything everything I mean obviously like she knew everything to a t because it's like astrology but she just like really gave me the push that I needed and gave me some really great advice like shoving crystals up my pussy yeah literally (laughs) did you guys hear that say it one more time (laughs) shove crystals up your pussy well (laughs) supports dildo to be specific oh my god no she really did give me some a really good piece of advice that I should probably share with like everybody so if you yeah. know, like, your moon sign, she was like, that's your goddess. And she said to feed your goddess, which is, like, something that I've always struggled with because I have all of my, like, signs are in, like, fire. It's in, like, Leo, Sag, Gemini. Like, it's, yeah. like, very, like, crazy, like, wild signs. And then my yeah. moon sign is in Taurus, which is, like, very strange. And I've always kind of neglected the Taurus side of me because... It just doesn't make sense with everything else that I'm into. Right. Um, But she was like, no, that's your goddess and you need to feed her. So because I'm Taurus, I need to be bougie as fuck. I need to buy like the good, like a silk robe. I need to buy like the good linens. I need to like make my like surroundings comfortable because I'm also like a sad rising. So it's like, I want to take off on a moment's notice and like move across the country. Oh, okay. I've done before. I didn't know that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm like sad rising. I'm like a Leo sun. But yeah. she was like telling me first about like my rising sign and stuff because that's like yeah. your first um, impression of somebody. So it was like really interesting because like, I don't know, but feed your, feed your moon sign. because she's That is, that is so like, I literally pulled up coaster as you were talking. I already know my moon, but it's Gemini. So I'm just like, what does that mean? Like, how would I feed my Gemini goddess? I don't know. You got to look it up because Gemini, I have a lot of Gemini as well. That's very like, that's what she said I got my codependency from. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. And she also said that they're like wordsmiths. Like Kanye West is like a Gemini. Like I think Biggie is like a Gemini or something. So like they're really oh, good with like good words, like spoken words, rap. Um, there's nothing wrong with Gemini exactly feed that goddess just like how to like make that part of you happy I guess it was really cool 
This is cool. Yeah, I know. Um, wow. That's awesome. I like how where like Gemini's because everything rules like a body part, you know? Yeah. So, like, find out where Gemini rules and she's like massage, like get a massage, like get like the essential oils going. That is bougie. I love she, it. Like what metals to buy. She was oh like, my oh, God. like, first moon doesn't like mix metals. She was like, she likes pure silver and pure gold. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> Wait, bougie that's, so you said you're a Leo, right? Mm-hmm. Did she talk about like your Greek god or goddess? Was that a thing or no? Is that just not a thing? Am I yeah, reading? Do you know what yours is? Um, my Greek god. You kind of have like the most badass one. Is it Zeus? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm the sun, so I'm like the best one. Yeah. Um, Everything revolves around me. <laughs> I am Zeus. Literally, praise Zeus. But you I'm, have Leo, and you're you're a Leo rising. I'm a Leo rising. I'm a Gemini moon and a Capricorn sun, but I am, um, my Greek one is Apollo, which is ruler of the sun and master of supernatural healing. Wow. That's why you make all my decisions for me. (laughs) Well, when I, so I love psychics. I wish I gave more time to it because you know what I mean? Like, I love that category of things. Like I went to one my entire life. And it was like a very moving experience to me. I don't know if it was because my first one or I don't know. I like, I believe in it, but there's always going to be that like 10% of me that's like skeptical where, you know, they're just like, they know how to read people too. So it's smart for them to go off one thing. But some of the things she said to me have still stayed with me. And one of the things she told me is that I should try being like a healer. She told me I should get into chakra healing, that I should do it for people and that I should train to do that just because of that. I'm, she said, I'm really empathetic, which I've always known, but until like somebody else told me that because of like all the, we did like tarot cards and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it was cool. It still stuck with me. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe one day when I'm like 60 and living on an island, living on Hawaii and just like, you know, I'll just be a chakra. No, you have to start it now because that's the only way you'll get to the Hawaiian island. Oh my God, stop. This but is what the psychic, or the psychic, I'm now calling her a psychic. This is what the astrologer told me. Google's chakra healing school <laughs> online, eight-week course. Because- yeah, start doing Reiki, girl. I used to um, know this guy in like New York City, and like he was like an actor with me, but he did like Reiki healing like on the side. It was cool as fuck. It's such a good hustle that you don't think about. And it's not even really a hustle, right? Because if you're doing it genuinely, I feel like karma again, right? If you're going to go do there and like do it and like lie about it, then obviously. It's not a hustle. That's your work. And if you're already in tune with it. Maybe I'll take, yeah. Well, I just, my whole thing was, is that we had like a whole reading about just like so many emotional parts of my life and like emotional baggage and stuff. And then that was one of the last things she said to me. And I feel like it was one of those things that she like, we were done already and she like, didn't need, you know what I'm saying? Like I got a lot out of the reading already. The fact that she like said that on top of everything to me, was just like, I felt like she had been wanting to say it, but she didn't have a moment to say it. Yeah. She talked about my past lives too. I know you were like famous in yours and yeah. cool and exciting. Oh, yeah. The astrologer told me I was famous in my past life, which is why I'm like pissed off that I'm not famous in this life. <laughs> it really fits you so well though. That is literally how I would describe you. Like, yeah, Elsa used to be like really famous her past six lives. True, we are. Everything that she told me about me was like really awesome. And the things that she told me to do were like, stop, like be less of this, which was like the, the things in my Virgo, which I didn't even know I had anything in Virgo. Cause I know Virgos and I love them, but I just don't ever want to be one. <laughs> Because it seems like a lot of stress because they just want to be perfect. I, um, I don't really know a lot about Virgos, but I will say that the two signs you say you don't cater to are like the signs I'm, there he is, are the signs I'm most compatible with. Like you said, Taurus first, and that's like literally one of mine. And then Virgo is the other one. Like I've dated Tauruses and Virgos like my whole life. Like literally, I think they might seem stressful, but I think Tauruses are a little bit less stressed than Virgos. The Virgo I felt that I dated was like really actually like laid back, but I don't know. You know what they say your soulmate sign is like the opposite of like your sun and moon. So like whoever your moon is, if their sun sign is that, and then whoever your sun is, if their moon sign is that, that's your soulmate. 
I got ill. I have to go. <laughs> I have to leave. Why did you just now. tell me that? <laughs> Why did you just tell me that? <laughs> Toxic information. You do not want me to have a hot girl summer. Um, I like. <laughs> what, what's the point of a hot girl summer please explain what's the point I don't know I just feel like I'm getting older I'm in like a part of my prime I think right now I don't have many left well I mean I probably do but well you know I like Radzewell had like multiple summers and she was like 58 you have more summers I know you're right um I feel like that's just my life now it's just gonna be like one of those repetitive years where I'm like, oh my God, summer's almost here. Summer's almost here. Ooh, die, get ready for summer. Hot girls. Like, it's stupid, but it's one of those cliche things I just love to say. Okay, we should probably um, jump into hype or not hype then. So let's start with the least appealing one. That's kind of interesting though. Uh, Elon Musk got announced this week as a host on SNL. I don't know what to think. I'm interested in it. actor, so that's kind of confusing to me. Right. It's... I mean, but again, they had like politicians on there before and like, but I, don't I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like I don't that they're like blurring that line. Yeah. It's been like, now it's like, there's going to be like influencers on there. I don't want a fucking influencer to host SNL. I, I hope, yeah. I hope it doesn't go that route. I think um, the Elon Musk is just definitely like a viewer's thing. I'm, what I'm hoping is, because I know we both have stock in Dogecoin. I'm hoping it skyrockets that week. <laughs> And he says something in SNL. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, maybe SNL just knows they have a lot of vested in Dogecoin. That's my theory. Because um, every time he talks about it, it skyrockets. Okay. Like, I think he called himself like the Doge father, like last week or something. And then Miley Cyrus is the musical guest, which it's just a very, it could be a very problematic episode. Very, not problematic, but just uh, very out there. Controversial. There are two, like if I were to say two people are going to move to Mars and just live there, it'd be Elon Musk and Miley Cyrus. Yeah, definitely. Hands down. And I, I am a big fan of Miley. I fucking, I love this era of Miley we're getting right now. Um, I love her music. I love how just in your face, she, you thought she was in your face a couple years ago, you know, but now it's just like even better. But Someone so. told me that it was like calculated by like her music studio or something. And it like really upset me because I thought that she was genuinely like this person and like really going through it. She always, so you think it's fake? Well, I don't know, but I didn't like that they like said that. They're like, oh, this was definitely like planned out to get away from like the Disney image or whatever. Right. And I was like, well, to me, like it felt like authentic and real. And that's why I really started to like really like her was when she started to go through this shit. I mean, I did love Hannah Montana. Let's be honest. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm on the fence with that because you can like make that argument for literally any celebrity. My whole thing is, is like, how do you, cause I guess it all started really when she went through this divorce, right? To me, it's like, how far can you go in your music career if it's fake to like go through a divorce? I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that anything with Liam was fake. I think that was yeah. percent real. Wrecking Ball made me cry. When I saw that music video, I cried literal real tears. When I saw her perform it, like without, what is that called? Like acoustic? Yeah. When I saw her perform it acoustic on SNL, cried again, literal tears. Like I could feel her pain. Like I love Miley. And it, oh my God. So this is another reason why I don't think that that's true is because, yeah. so she had a, a whole album come out on SoundCloud that like so the- never that was just straight up on SoundCloud. Miley Cyrus yeah. and Dead Pets, and that's my the Dead Pets, yeah, which was like with the guy from the Talking Heads and stuff, Wayne Con or Coin or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, um, was like Big Sean too, Tangerine. That was such a good song. Um, my favorite song is Pablo the Blowfish to this day, like of all time. Is she. See, I love that we both like her because everybody has an opinion about her. And I feel like, yeah, is it a little blown out of proportion? Of course, it's always going to be just a little bit. I mean, that's what she does. She's always at her core going to be an actress. She's, you know, I love her. But Wrecking Ball, yeah, good fucking song. That album, it bangers. 
Perfect. 100%. Yeah. I still listen to it before I go out. Like we can't stop. That song will go down as one of the greatest songs of all time. Like I I think about that song and I'm just like, wow. Like, I feel like that'll be the song that plays when I die, when I'm on my way, when I see the light, it's just going to be like, it's our party. We can do (laughs) it. I'm just going to see like my whole life go by me. I'm just going to be like, fuck. Yeah. We can't stop. And then bam. I don't know. I'm just, I'm glad she's in a place where she is, who she is. But anyways, Miley, love to see her on SNL. Love to see her anywhere. Elon Musk, that should be fucking interesting. Don't see him anywhere. I don't care. I like him. Um, I have Tesla stock, so. Oh, you I do? I do. I have That's one. I bought one because it was, it was six something like two weeks ago when I bought it. I just, it's insane. Either. Oh my God. Yeah, that's really smart. Um, I think that our, we should probably, so I don't know, for me, yeah, hype or not hype, I mean, I'll <laughs> probably watch it, but honestly, I, I don't know. I'd have to wait until I saw the episode to really decide if it's hype or not. I just really, I know everybody's so conflicted and opinionated on Elon Musk. And I think the whole line where he isn't an actor is weird that he's going to be on there because it can just open the door to so many other people that shouldn't be on there that will be on there. Right. Just because SNL at the end of the day has to make some money, you know, they got to stay afloat. And it's really um, hard during COVID and yeah, people can do it's, it. It's sad. It's not, it's obviously not what it was. It never will be. I mean, I'm, I think it's hype. I like that they're choosing the, uh, controversial thing and I like I mean they're doing it right everybody's talking about it. everyone's like what the fuck like everybody's gonna be watching that myself included I'm not gonna do anything on that Saturday night because I wouldn't be watching that while I'm stoned out of my mind to be specific because that's true it is hype for the network but definitely not hype for the people like we're going right. opposite directions so a lot of the a lot of the cast has been like calling it out so I can't wait to see how they're going to have to like put on a happy face and act with them or what's get right. I feel like there's going to be a lot of shade thrown, which I can't it's, wait to see. But they should just make fun of, they should all just do like make fun of him. Like they should pretend they're on Mars and then something goes wrong or. I can't wait to see how shady Colin Joseph and Michael Che are during weekend update. And I cannot wait until, wait, what's my boyfriend's name again? Pete Davidson. When Pete Davidson makes up fucking crazy thing about Elon Musk, I cannot wait. They're gonna be Pete so Davidson's crazy. probably gonna be like one of the aliens on Mars if they like do trauma. <laughs> um, I feel like he would be friends with Elon Musk though. I don't know. He's out there. No, I don't know. I have a lot of faith in Pete Davidson. He's your boyfriend, so you would know. He's best. my boyfriend. He would never. Um. Okay. <laughs> next topic. Wow. I have to like cut this shit. <laughs> There we go. Um, Oscars. 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 Not much to say about this, except that Chadwick Boseman got fucking snubbed. Um, Elsa asked me what snub means before we started recording. Because you guys don't know. It means this guy got fucking robbed of the last award he could have ever won, which to me is fucked. Um, And then you give it, don't get me wrong. I love Hannibal. Silence of the Lambs was a great movie fucking what's that show on hbo i fucking forget with uh westworld is a great show anthony hopkins ended up getting the oscar and he didn't even like really even make a speech for it it was like walking phoenix awkwardly just being like thank you good night and he wins and just like walked away um anthony hopkins didn't give a speech no but then it the plot thickens because like i guess two days later he like posted a picture he was like at his dad's grave or something anthony hopkins was yeah Okay, got it. Well, maybe he was like emotional. I don't fucking know. That guy's. Yeah, it was like my dad died. So like I wasn't going to be at the Oscars. That's that's important. That's the right choice. Right. I probably wouldn't want to be making an Oscar speech on Zoom anyway in front of all these fucking people. Remember Um, when Vanessa Hudgens did Grace live when her dad died? No, but I don't. I didn't know. No, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. That shit was crazy. Was it sad? I love her so much. Yeah, the show I, went on. I used to hate her growing up just because I was in love with Zac Efron. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people don't like her because she dated Zac Efron and Zac Efron was like everyone's love of their life. <laughs> but it's time to get over it, bitches. 
I'm, I'm over it now, but I will say this, like my little eighth grade fucking boyfriend at the time for my graduation gift, he got me a six foot cardboard cutout of Zac Efron and hairspray. Good. Or I was just standing yeah. in the corner of my room. Sometimes <laughs> I think like, what if I do end up marrying Niall Horan and then he <sighs> finds out that I used to have a fully formed like cutout of him, like full size cutout of him in my house. Like that's dedication. That's dedication, but also like, is he gonna think it's cute or is he gonna think it's creepy? Well, now maybe we can just edit that part out. We'll never have to find out about it. But I don't know. I mean, that accept me for who I am because you can see it on Instagram. I mean, it's like you can either pretend that you don't know who he is or what. Like, how do you pretend that you don't know what One Direction is or just play cool? There's no fucking. I didn't have a crush on. Do you like listen to his music? Doesn't he have like a solo career? Oh yeah, I love it. Chadwick Boseman being subbed, not hype. How did we start talking about oh, no. It always I ends know. up that way. It does. And we always go to One Direction. Okay. We'll literally be talking about chicken nuggets. Let me start talking about One Direction. Um, oh, I love a chicken nugget right now. This should taste normal. Okay. St- okay. So our third topic is Star Wars cruise ship. Star Wars cruise. Can you guys fucking believe this because i can't fucking believe it it's insanity to me like this is the coolest thing me i will literally give my life savings for this we're going to it's called the hyperspace lounge and it's a party ship so it's basically like a disney like cruise ship that during the day um you can take your kids on it and there's like non-alcoholic drinks and whatever they can like be on the star wars ship but at night it's a hundred percent for adults so you're just be drinking partying you're on a fucking star wars ship like ship they were like where should we put this where should we have it at should we have it on tatooine should we have it on this planet should we have it on that planet and they were like no let's have it on a fucking spaceship that's fucking awesome i literally can't wait I really like, I'm serious about going to this. I, I know it's like a year out, but like, I have to go. If I don't go, I literally, why do I live on this earth? I, this is like literally what dreams are made of. It took them I so long. I want to die on this cruise ship. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to leave this cruise ship. I'm going to make arrangements for Solo to have a happy life if I don't come back. <laughs> um, they're going to have to drag me off of that motherfucker. <laughs> I like want to be on this <laughs> yeah. I hope there's like a cantina van at night and they're just like, you know, playing the jams. And well, they absolutely will be. Are you fucking gay? Of course, there will be. I'm so excited. But I mean, when you sent me that link, I was just like, no fucking way. I mean, I haven't even been to Galaxy's Edge yet. I can't imagine how this is going to be. I mean, oh, I'm excited. It's very too much. It's too it much. Too much. It's too much. I was sickened because <laughs> I was like, I, this is the only thing I want in my entire life is to be on this cruise ship. It, that I could and die. I like, why is that the most important thing in my life? <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be over and we'll just be like, what now? Gets off cruise ship. I will uh, drown. I will just drown. There's nothing. No, because then they're going to announce like, there's going to be like Spider-Man things we can like go like swinging from building to building in New York City like after that. And we're like, I must live another year. I swear to God, the only thing that's been keeping me going this past five years of my life is Star Wars movies and Marvel shows or Marvel movies. <laughs> like they keep announcing shit and I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, this this is the end of my line. I thought Harry Potter 7, I was just going to be done. Like <laughs> I was 14 and like... Time. I was like, I don't need to live past this point. I've had a good run. <laughs> like, I don't want to live in a world where I don't know any more Harry Potter stories. You're still in your 20s and you're like, I've had a good run. <laughs> I'm like, this is it. I'm, I'm good. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, oh, oh, I'm so excited. It's sick. It is sick. It is sick. It is sick. I can't fucking wait. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to be the first person on this fucking cruise ship. Like, where do we sign up? Like, I want to sign up now. Like, where do we sign up? We have to look into that. I'm definitely going to look into that tonight because, yeah, we definitely need to be, like, on board with that shit because it's probably going to sell the fuck out. This is going to be, like, the first one. We have to, like, be... Oh, yeah, we're going to have to, like, go online and, like, 
like immediately like try to get them. Like, yeah, like wait in line and shit, which I think I think it could happen. That's gonna be so cool. I know. Ah! And then just Star Wars fans from all around the world that are gonna go. That's like my favorite part because I went to um celebration in 2019, and that was probably just the best weekend of my life because I was just finally amongst the nerds walking in Jedi robes and carrying their lightsabers. And just like, I could finally have a conversation with people who were just like even nerdier than me about it. And it was just, just the most beautiful weekend. It'll literally just be like that. And it'll be longer than a weekend. It'll probably be like four days or something. Like, let's fucking go. I'm going to live let's on this. I need a job. On this I never have to leave. And be like, Elsa, why aren't you doing your job? I'm like, I've never done one before. I'm at the Star Wars bar, bitch. Oh my gosh. Yeah, why are you drinking on the job? I'm like, I'm living my life right now. You can't kick me off of this ship until we die. Oh my God, literally, let's get hired for the Star Wars. (laughs) Get there and then quit the first day. Can you imagine? (laughs) Yeah. That's how it's life. The zombies are probably going to come that year. That's literally perfect. We'll just that's be in zombies can't swim, right? Like that's just not a thing. I've never they seen can't a zombie. Swim. Yeah, they would probably just be like walking underwater. I think if you ever watch like Fear of the Walking Dead, I think that's what they did. They just like walked underwater. They couldn't oh, like God. swim. I guess that makes sense. Oh my God, literally perfect. I hope they come that week when we're on the Star Wars cruise ship so we can actually die there. <laughs> okay, this is actually a good segue, but we should finish Star Wars cruise ship. Obviously we think it's hype, very hype. So hype. So a good um uh, segue into the Invincible season finale, yeah. which um Walking Dead. That's why it's a good segue because Robert Kirkman wrote The Walking Dead. He also wrote the Invincible comic. I didn't know and, that. Yes, no, that's why it's so fucking good. And the <laughs> <laughs> Invincible season finale happened. Well, today, like last night, comes out at like three in the morning. Oh my god! Winter Soldier type shit. Yeah. Oh my god! Episode eight, y'all. I wish that we'd been like recapping this since the beginning because it's such a good show. But maybe next season we'll recap everything. Episode eight, basically, like oh, I took notes and shit. Oh, I love it. Let's hear them. Um. So this is gonna be like spoilers. So you guys like fast forward (laughs) like two minutes. I'll just go really fast, but. So Mark Grayson, he, as you know, Omni-Man and his father, he just saw Omni-Man cut another superhero in half. Um, At first, like Mark Grayson thinks that his dad is, his dad Omni-Man, like the greatest superhero on earth, he's being controlled. And then like, he like starts punching him, like you're being controlled, like what's going on? Like, this isn't you. Like, this is like the savior of the universe. This is Superman basically. Right. So Omni-Man is like, listen, like you're my son and we'll, we'll, we are Vultramites and we, I was sent here to just basically take over this planet. And he basically gives him the entire like background of the Vultramites and like what their plan was and how they like murdered half of their own population to just only be the strongest. Yeah. So the only strongest remained. And then they took over like planet by planet by planet. But it was like really hard to take over like all these planets. It wasn't going long enough. So they sent like each of their best warriors to a bunch of different planets to take over. And Omni-Man was supposed to take over Earth. But obviously Omni-Man went to Earth and met Invincible Mark's mom and had a son, which is Mark. And um, so Omni-Man confesses that to Mark that he's only there to take it over. And then Mark is like, well, no, like you love me, you love mom. And like, you need to like care for earth. That's what you've been doing these last like 17 years that I've known you. And he's like, he, he tells his son, he's like, well, I love your mom, but she's like a pet. Like, in the same way that you would love a pet. He's like, I live, like, he's basically, they're invincible, you know? They live thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So, he's like, this is just, like, a blip in his lifetime. Like, his life oh his mom. So, yeah. of course, that fucks up, like, Mark's, like, psyche. And he's like, what the fuck? 
and they like fight more and because Mark loves his mom like more than anything and you can tell that from like the entire series like they're very close and she's so smart and she's so cool and I just love like their whole relationship and I love how she's involved with everything that's going on like with Omni-Man like there's yeah. obviously like a shield type thing going on in Invincible um, and she knows everybody. She knows everyone who makes like the superhero costumes. Like she knows all about that whole world. It's like really uh, cool. Yeah. But um, I don't know, they like fight basically. It's like insane. And then Omni-Man almost kills him. And he's like, listen, another 17 years to make another you. Like he's like, it's nothing. It's no time at all. Right. And so he's about to like murder Mark. And then he has this like flashback of like him going to like a little league game and he decides not to kill his own son. Oh, that's good for, well. <laughs> good for Ami, man. Good yeah. father. What a good father moment. Yeah, great father <laughs> moment. But he's like so aggro, it's crazy. And then wow. it's like so sad because, so I cried during this scene because like spoilers again, guys, sorry. But Omni-Man like beats the shit out of him and he like is like why did you do this why did you make me do this to you you know like you could have been with the Vulture Mites like that's who you are and then Mark says through like gurgled blood and like tears and he's like he's like you know you'd never have anybody else like you're gonna live a thousands of years like you're not gonna have your mom you're gonna watch all your friends die like why like why the fuck do you care about earth so much and he's like because I still have you dad and I just started crying, like tears were flowing. And then that's like kind of what makes like Omni-Man just be like, what the fuck? And like leave. But he's still aggro and bad. It's like, he's bad. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like really cute because like then the Guardians of the Globe, the new Guardians of the Globe, because in the first episode, Omni-Man kills all of them. So there's like a new Guardians of the Globe, like a new <laughs> superhero team. Right. Um, so they like clean up. So this all happened in Chicago, actually. Whoa. How yeah, he like, decimates him in Chicago. He like has this scene where he like holds invincible, like Omni-Man holds invincible in front of like these subways and just all these like trains like keep going towards him. And he just murders everyone inside the train because he's using Invincible's body as like this stopper. And he just murders like so many fucking people in Chicago. It's insane um <laughs> nuts but like yeah the gardens of love like kind of like go and like clean that shit up and try to make everything right because of the heroes of the world the actual heroes of the world not omni man not oh. superman superman is bad i've always thought this <laughs> mark is in bad shape but he eventually recovers and then the shield type people of the invincible world come to him and are like there's something hurtling towards earth you need to figure out what it is and like go deal with it. He goes out there. It just, he thinks it's going to be Omni-Man, but it's just Alan the alien, which you meet in like episode two or three. And he's played by Seth Rogen and he's so funny. What? He's played by Seth Rogen? Yes. And he's so funny. Yeah. It's really funny when they first meet and they're like bros. Because, like, he's sent there to, like, fight him. And then, like, they find out that he's not supposed to be there. He's supposed to be on Earth, not Earth. So then Alan is like, oh, I, I came to warn you because he, like, loves Invincible now. Like, they're, like, bros and they're, like, friends. And he's like, there's a vulture mite on your Earth. And the vulture mites killed Alan's species. Like, they blew up his planet. And so, like, he's, like, one of the only survivors. And, like, they eventually, like, re we're able to rebuild, but that's like a whole different thing. And um, Alan is like, just so you know, and then Invincible is like, well, I have a lot to tell you. And he like basically tells him like how he's like his dad and everything. And um, then Alan the alien is like, well, there's a coalition that is like forming between multiple planets to take all the vulture mites. And um, they're thinking that because Omni-Man left his post it's like the best time to like attack or whatever. Yeah. So, cause that's never been done in the entire history of the vulture mites. So I don't know, like Invincible is like, yeah, this is awesome. Like we're going to join this coalition. Obviously like he wants to save earth. He wants to save his like best friend and 
all of his friends and his girlfriend and everything and his mom. So he's like, he's the earth savior. And it's just so cool and it's so good. But now there's like a chance because there's like going to be a whole coalition of all these different planets that are going to go against Omni-Man for the next season. So I hope would this you- show gets a next season. Yeah, it's so good. Who do you think, who would you compare Omni-Man to as like a villain of like Marvel or DC? Like who would he be? I guess he's Bizarro because he seems like Superman to me, like in the show, because he is from an alien planet, but he has like alternative motives, which is not what Superman has obviously in the comics. But I guess, yeah, because he has like these insane powers and no one can beat him. And right. saw that in Justice League movie where like he was the all Wonder Woman, Batman, Flash, Cyborg all tried to take him down and they fucking couldn't. Superman. Fucking and that's what Omni Man did to the Guardians of the Globe in this show is he just he murdered all of them. Wow, so he's just like bad Superman. He's bad Superman. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it could turn like if you think about DC and the Justice League and it could turn so ugly for them so quick. Yeah. Like, it could just, like, they're literally, like, fucking around with death, like, every single time. They're like, all right, come on, Superman, let's go assemble and do this. Like, well, imagine if Lois Lane hadn't showed up in the Justice League to calm him down. He would have murdered them all. Yeah. He would have murked the shit out of all the fucking heroes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was about to get Flash. Yeah. I mean, that was... Wow. That's really... Okay, This you've sold me on the show. The oh, it's so good. good. I don't need to sell it sells itself. It's so I, you also the fact that like I had no idea Seth Brogan was in it as I'm hitting like my vape pun. And Mark Hamill. Who does Mark Hamill voice? I think his name is like Al or something. He's like the costume maker. He makes the costumes for all the superhumans. I forget his name. All right. Probably, already know don't him. don't quote me on that. I don't fucking remember. Don't know. Okay. So let's talk about Death Note. Yes. Real quick. Okay. So basically, y'all, guess what? Death Note 2 is coming out on Netflix. And we all know that the original Death Note, okay, well, the original Death Note manga is great. The original Death Note anime is also fucking amazing. So good. The the best anime I've ever seen in my fucking life. And we all know this. Like, yeah fight me i will fight you on this (laughs) so death note 2 is coming to netflix and it's by the same writer as um so greg russo he wrote mortal kombat he's also gonna write death note 2 and he released basically like a statement saying that he is going to go back to the manga adaptation yes he's not gonna fuck us over this time because if you've seen any of the live action Death Notes, they're fucking horrible. Yeah. They're so bad. They're whitewashed. There's white people. Like, they, why Why would something that takes place in Japan be, be filled with white people? It doesn't fucking make any sense. It's a Japanese fucking story. So obviously Japanese characters are important it's it's mind-blowing to me that this is still happening it is and it's it's like it's 2021 and finally for death note 2 it's going to be set in japan so hopefully there's only japanese fucking actors in this because it's going to be fucking annoying if there's not i'm sorry but l light everyone is fucking japanese everyone needs to get over it they're not right They're not fucking white, and we need to have Japanese fucking people in a Japanese fucking show. I don't think this hard to understand. It's not like they can't find actor. Like it's it's mind blowing to me that it's still like so people are so fucking tone deaf who have these like this amount of money to make certain movies, and then they just can't come through. The main one I always think of is that fucking. Scarlett Johansson movie where she was cast as like a Japanese or Asian lead. I forget what movie it was. Oh, the Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one I always think of. And I'm just like, this is fucking like, 
even back then, and that was a while ago. And even then it was like, mm, like, it's just so fucking cringe. Like, but anyways, I'm glad they're going back to their roots. I don't know a lot about death note, but another thing I want to get into, I'll add it right after invincible, but, um, I've heard all my anime friends. That's all they talk about. Oh, you will be so good. Yeah. So good. Like when someone told me, I was like, I think it, it came out so long ago. I think I watched the anime in like high school mm-hmm. or college even so yeah. like 10 years, like 10 plus years ago. Right. And I loved it. I was obsessed with it. I watched it like all the way through. It becomes kind of like crazy towards the end. Like, oh my God, just the power that this fucking, he's like an asshole. Okay. So like the guy who gets the notebook for the death note, like yeah. he's a fucking asshole. And then they have this amazing like detective on the case um l so light is the kid that got the death notebook but then l is the guy who's like following him and like trying to find him and he's just like this weird little like creepy guy who like (laughs) is like super smart and just is trying to track this guy and like he figures out who he is and it's like insane i don't know it's so good it's so good it's like very like mind-boggling you know it's like there's a lot of death but it's not that crazy because you could just write down like okay. so as long as he knows your like first and last name he can like write down like how you fucking die and he can just kill you like that's the power of this notebook and so l is like trying to figure out who this guy is but he will not reveal his name he will not reveal anything about him. So it's like this game, like him trying to find out like who this guy is that's following him. Because yeah. Light is kind of like an anti-hero. So he actually only kills people that are bad. Like he, he starts by killing like terrorists. Okay. So he's like doing things for like the greater good. Like he kills criminals and all this shit. But then eventually that becomes like kind of a thing where it's like, that's a gray area. You know, you can't just be murdering criminals and right. things like that because they're still humans and murder still wrong. I don't know. It's like such a good show, but it I can't really wait. Complex. What? It sounds like really complex. It is very complex. Like there's a lot of like, yeah. Very cerebral and the two characters are so fucking smart like it's insane and i think they fucked it up with the live action because light seems like an idiot in the live action show but in the anime he's so smart so it's like really dumb okay i mean but they always fuck it up in live action don't they they do and what is ever like, anything it's, so dumb. it's like i'm trying to think of one example and I can't, especially with anime. I mean, even like, I know Mortal Kombat just came out and we reviewed it the last one, but I watched half of it again. And like, I wasn't like the, I liked it. I liked the blood and gore in it. But like, again, like there was just so many things that were just like, like, I you thought know. it was awesome that Sonya Blade lives in Gary, Indiana, because there's no way that a <laughs> white woman lives in Gary, Indiana. I'm sorry, I'm from... Highland, Indiana. I'm from 15 minutes away from there, born and raised. No, <laughs> she doesn't live there. It's it's like they just went where nobody lives with- there. It has like yeah. a population of like 10,000 or something. Isn't it just like factories and shit? It's like right after the it's border. It's like broken down buildings. Like nobody lives there. Nobody, it's like an abandoned city almost. Let's go. We have to go and just see where Sonia Blade's from. We have to do a backstory for her since Mortal Kombat made it such a thing. <laughs> Maybe honestly, they could capitalize on that. Make it pilgrimage to Sonia Blade's hometown. Here we go. Gary, Indiana, population seven. Sonia <laughs> Blade is one of seven. <laughs> oh, that might be actually really funny. But Death Note. So, do you, did they say like, are they just starting pre production or has it just like been announced that they're going to actually make the movie? I think it's been announced that 
so Russo confirmed that the production is ongoing and reaffirmed his commitment to be more faithful to the comet. To the comet. Good. Good. It's about fucking time somebody can read a fucking room. Because the death note people that are gonna the people that go watch this film are not gonna be randoms. They're not just gonna be like, hey, there's something out. Let's go see this. It's gonna be fucking OG fans. Red fucking it's it's not gonna be some fucking random Tom, Dick, or Larry who's just like, oh, let's go see Death Note. I have no idea about it. No, like what the fuck? They're gonna know every single thing about Death Note. They're gonna be passionate about it. If you just miss one thing, it's like, I don't know. For me, I would compare it to like Harry Potter. And I call them off for a bunch of shit. You me and you both. It's just like Always. We're going to fucking know the little things that you miss and that's going to fucking bother us. And obviously they're not going to like solve everybody's fucking problems because that's impossible with a movie. But I'm glad that he at least like came out and announced that. So like we can, we were holding them to like a level of expectation, right? Yeah. And now we're holding them by like a higher standard as well. Yeah. So he better fucking hit that standard because I'm a big fucking Death Note fan and it's important and I'm excited to fucking see it come out. I don't know. I got into it when I was in high school and it was like really good for me. And I like always went back to it in college when I was like, kind of like when I'm feeling depressed, I was like, Oh my God, like my life is not going well. So I would just like turn on like an anime and get like super into it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's how I would like deal with issues when I was like younger. I I love that. I love those outlets. Like I would just, I would literally just watch Star Wars. I yeah, still to this day, I'm sure you do the same things. Like your little nerd, like everybody has yeah, this like excited anime to get like super obsessed with. Yeah. Like sad, and like everything would be okay after that. Back to new it takes you away, and then there's always like a different perspective or moral of the story that you get from it that you didn't the last time you watched it. Mm-hmm. And ugh. and it was always easier like when you're like sad is to like watch something. Like you don't want to like sit down and read. So like that's what took me away from my sadness was like watching anime always. You're inspiring me. I'm literally just gonna go. I'm not that sad right now, but for some reason I'm like I need to go here. Star Wars opening credits right now. I know, and you know Dana, the security guard at Parlor. Oh my god, I love him. He was supposed to come to C2E2, and he never did with his like nephew or his son. Oh, we'll invite him to the next one. But yeah, he's so nice. He's kind of nerdy. Uh, he like subscribed to this podcast. I made him. Shout out Dana. What's up, Dana? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a minute, my man. Thank you for protecting the women of Parlor. Because Dana, if Dana's around, you know nobody's fucking with you. <laughs> Dana's gonna yeah, fucking he gave me this list of, like all these new like animes to watch and stuff. So I'm like really excited. <gasps> Dana, that's so awesome. Oh my god. Yay. <laughs> He was like, wait a minute. You guys talk about anime? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, mostly talk about like Marvel and Star Wars. And he's like, but you like anime, right? And I was like, I love anime. I was uh-huh. like, who are you talking to? <laughs> who do you think you're talking to, right? <laughs> he, now? he like took off his mask. <laughs> Push up my glasses. Who do you think you're talking to, right? Now? His glasses got all foggy. <laughs> he showed me all these bleach drawings. God, love Dana. Bless him. I'm literally just gonna go to Parlor and just gonna be like, can you imagine the day we actually have like a following and they just like show up at Parlor? <laughs> <laughs> um, Only the crazy will show up. They want have- the Parlor though. There's three parlors. They're probably gonna West Loop and be like, where is Ilsa and Kyra? And like, well, Kyra got fired. Ilsa's still not fired, but she's been trying. And uh Dana's <laughs> Dana, I can't say where Dana is. That would give it away. <laughs> Not they know. They'd probably be like, I don't know who you're talking about. They'd be like, uh, we're not associated with them anymore. Don't know. But, um, anyways, yeah, uh, Death Note. Also, just great name. Love that. Death Note. Wait, Death. we can finish this up now, finally, with the Bad Bats trailer. Boom, boom, boom. Are you going to watch it separately right now? Okay. Yeah, let's watch it. We jump right in. Yes. Okay, we're doing it. All right, you guys, we're about we're less than a week out from one of the best holidays. Yes, it's a fucking holiday, you guys. May the fourth. And May the fourth today, today, when we release this episode, this the 
or the bad batch is fucking coming out the bad batch will be out the next like by the time this episode's out or almost by the time but point is holy shit we're less than a week out from the show that's just been so talked about and i feel like people in general i mean you have the mandalorian coming out as the only star wars show right now it's a lot to live up to that shit went so viral so quick because it's a great show but now we have the second star wars show coming out it's almost like a falcon wandavision winter soldier scenario you know disney's bringing it they're going hard on this star wars fans do not hold back they know they have to do it right. Okay. Um, we'll take anything you give us <laughs> with gratitude. <laughs> um, we just watched the trailer again, so we're very fresh on it. Holy fucking shit! This show is gonna be so cool. It's so you guys. I don't know if you guys know. It's a cartoon. I'm just gonna say that right away. It's, it's very so good already. I'm already. I it's, just want to cry. It's I'm like so I mean, when we when you saw the Bad Batch in the Clone Wars in that last season, they were just this badass group of guys that came in and like saved the fucking day, and they all had their own characters, personalities. Like to me, they were a modern day Guardians of the Galaxy. So cool because. They're like fucked up in like certain ways because they don't have like an eye, they don't have like an arm, they're like an albino. Like it's fucking mm-hmm. cool. They all like balance each other. And at the end of the day, they all were clones before. Mm-hmm. So they all have that fucking chip in their mind that's gonna like, you know, when execute when order 66 comes out, like what's gonna happen? Because this takes place after that happens. You don't know what happened to the bad batch. Nobody's touched face on them. So technically, if they were clones, but I guess they're not really clones. They're just kind of like break free clones. They are, but they aren't. They don't have that. They, I guess they're they overrode. The bad batch, and that guy was after them. He wants to destroy Clone mm-hmm. Ninety Nine. Is they're just they're holding it the fuck down. Also, like sixty six upside down, right? Ninety Nine. That's probably yeah. a lot. It's so cool. Watch me get a bad batch tattoo next week. <laughs> I will get that as well. Of course, Ninety Nine. Let's go. Um, Ninety Nine. Yes. Um, yeah, so basically, you guys, kind of a background on the show, Order 66 has just taken place, Anakin has just killed all the younglings, Padme is on the verge of her deathbed, Luke and Leia exist, but they're in both opposite places now, Darth Vader is now a thing, it's not Anakin anymore, um, all the Jedis have been killed, all the clones turned in a second, and they killed all the Jedis. There was a huge raid on them. You see this in Revenge of the Sith. You kind of see it at the end of Clone Wars. It's a sad fucking time right now in the galaxy. Like you have these Jedi walking around that just disappear now. They're all getting killed by who they thought they were their friends, the clones. And it happens in an instant. No one's prepared for it. Nobody's ready. To this day, watching those scenes in Revenge of the Sith, just watching these Jedi just die. They just had no chance. They made so many fucking clones on Camino, there was just no fucking chance of them even surviving it. Like, there's just no way. Um, wow. This show is going to be so cool. So it takes place right after that. It's right in canon, which I love. Um, who the hell knows? It looks like we have a, a kid in this show, right? Omega. Yeah. On the planet Camino, which is where the clones were made. And it looks like he ends up escaping with the Bad Batch. She. 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 Um, and holy shit i mean we already love that kid we already know what that kid's gonna do what their purpose is gonna be i have no fucking idea what do you think elsa i don't know it's so crazy i'm like so excited like i can't but i'm like why did she go with that i'm like i can't like right why she went with them you know like something will be up yeah like and it just like about her and i just want to find out like who is she? Like, why is she important? Why did they invite her on to go with them? She's like, I know exactly who you guys are. And then at the end, like, they just do something crazy to, like, get themselves in trouble. And they're like, hey, kid, you want to go with us? I feel like they're, they're, they're like, chipped and go off. Right. I, um, my, I don't want to make any guesses, but I would just to guess that maybe Omega has some type of force, right? Maybe she has like a Jedi force or maybe Maybe. she has like a high midi-chlorian count. Maybe they see something in her where she's going to like, they have to save her because she could have been training to be a, like, who knows, right? She could have been training to be a Jedi. She could come from Jedi. She could have some, somebody in her lineage that was a Jedi, which in that case, if they're all getting fucking murdered, 
of course they're going to fucking rescue her. Right. Yeah. Um, which is so badass. That's even cooler now. Cause now they're going to have like a refugee who everybody wants to die. Cause like, that's the whole point. All the Jedi are supposed to be killed, you know? Um, wow. The plot thickens and you just didn't think it could thicken anymore. I mean, we're looking at a time where Obi-Wan's going into hiding right now on Tatooine, which we have that show coming up. We have Darth Vader becoming Darth Vader, who's just full of anger and resentment and hatred because Padme just died and the Emperor basically made him feel like he did that, which he kind of did. Um, but also master manipulator. Fuck Palpatine. I hate that motherfucker. But um, there's so many things we can see, right? Like there's just, I feel like there's going to be so many random appearances of people that we love in Star Wars. There has to be, right? And it's just like, I'm so excited. <laughs> it seems like a continuation of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the animated yeah. series, which I fucking love. And I've already talked about how I'm rewatching it right now. It's so, so good. good. So and good. I can't wait to watch The Bad Batch. It's, oh, I'm so excited. Um, This show, I mean, I, to be completely honest, when I was watching Clone Wars, I thought the Bad Batch were so cool. I never knew that that was going to be like a show that they were going to do, you know, but I'm fucking happy there because we have like even um, Fennec from The Mandalorian is going to be in this show in cartoon form, which I think is so fucking badass. Her character in The Mandalorian was just amazing. Um, there are rumors that uh, Saw Gerrera, Forrest Whitaker's character, is going to be in this from Rogue One, which is like insane. Thank you, universe, because holy fucking shit, Saul Guerrero was literally so badass. We only got to see just a small part of his life, but like people were so fucking afraid of this guy. Like, man, if he's going to be in it, that's going to be like a whole other fucking level. There's so much they could do with this that I'm like, the more I talk about it right now, I'm just like, <sighs> I'm so excited. It's I'm so excited. Excited. I can't believe it's coming out May the 4th in this episode. I believe it drops May the 4th, honestly. It does, yeah. And it's 70 minutes long. So it's not just going to be a little like tease like Mandalorian. It's not going to be 23 minutes like WandaVision. Like this is going to be a fucking hour and 10 minutes long. Like can't wait to watch it. Fucking go. Thank you, fucking Disney and Lucasfilms and everybody for making this shit happen because this is the first of many. I know Marvel got the head start with where you left <laughs> I just feel like we're gonna get in trouble by casing the couch by saying thank you fucking Disney and you know what haters are gonna hate like we said we will take right. that Star Wars shit and run with it you know I will um eat it eat it up I'm gonna eat it all up anytime I get to see a young Vader we don't really get to see young Vader I think he's gonna be in the show for sure in tidbits because there's no way it's the Bad Batch without a villain Mater's the villain I want to see a young well, all out of my fucking chair watching Vader in his young years. I will this not is- be able to function if I see Anakin come on screen as Vader like immediately after. Like I can't function. I won't be I won't be able to live. It's it's too much because it's so close to Anakin, right? But now he's Vader but he's still so young that like those memories are still very much there. And that's when I get email about it because Darth Vader is my favorite character of all time. It's Luke and Vader. Like it's just the things Anakin went through from day fucking one to see him climb this rebellious, but it didn't make any sense for him to go evil. He just wanted to save Padme. He lost his mother. He couldn't stop his mother from dying. He thought because of Palpatine manipulating him that he could save Padme from death because he was having dreams about her dying in childbirth. He should have been smarter. I know. And that's the fucking dark side. And they were calling it, Mace Windu was calling it, fucking Yoda was calling it, but Palpatine was there. He was the, like, he was the senator or the chancellor, whatever. He was manipulating it all behind the scenes. He knew he was going to make everybody mad by appointing him to the Jedi Council so young. And the only one that was there for Anakin was Obi-Wan. And man, we got that show coming too. So we're like going to see Anakin. We're going to see Darth Vader in so many different forms. Like again, can't confirm he's going to be in the batch. But why wouldn't he be? It's after Order 66. Darth Vader is finally Darth Vader. I mean, you even see Darth Vader in the season finale of The Clone Wars, which is when it takes place. 
you see Vader and literally the, the goosebumps are ridiculous. That episode, the season finale of Clone Wars that came out a year to the day this week. Um, oh my fucking God. I just can't even think about it. It's emotional because he's so, he's just so sad. I think at the core of his being right now, because Padme is dead. Um, I'm so excited! Star Wars coming with the hits. Marvel had their time. I watch every single fucking Star Wars. Like I want to call out of work this entire weekend just so I can like prepare for Star Wars Day. Like I'm sick. (laughs) Not that we, you guys. Not that we just ordered lightsabers and all of our Star Wars gear because. Get ready. We have Star Wars pictures coming to you on May the fourth. Wait, are we gonna make Um, a TikTok relatable.pod? Yeah, you guys, we're definitely making yes. a TikTok. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna start it on May the fourth. Tonight, this when you fucking listen to this tonight. <laughs> I will say this though, like, oh no, I can't, I can't start talking about Star Wars. I won't stop. So, got a can it. This episode's really long. Or episode is very long. I have a lot to edit, but <laughs> you do. Nonetheless, I love talking about Star Wars. Honestly, we don't do it enough. We've been very much like a Marvel podcast for like a long time, guys. And I'm really sorry about that because we promised you guys that we'd be like Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, and Star Wars. Everything. Actually, like, I feel like Marvel is knows what they're doing. I will say this. We didn't mention this in Hypernaut. There's been uh, pictures leaked of the Game of Thrones prequel being filmed with Daenerys. I mean, we can Again, me and Ilsa just have to live now, you guys. We were ready to call it. We were ready to say, all right, that's a wrap on our lives. And I guess we can't because what do we have after Bad Batch? We have Loki. So we have fucking Black Widow coming out. We have Eternals coming out with Angelina Jolie. Two Starks are in that. Rob Stark and Jon Snow are in that. Damn. So, whoa. Um, yeah. And then we have, not to mention Dune out in October. We're, we're heading into a great oh, Dune trailer, but we don't have time for that, but we can do it next we week. We can dedicate a whole thing to that. Cause I, I watched We could do a whole episode just for June. Say less. <laughs> if you love Star Wars, you guys, let me just say this now, because I was very late to this party and I'm ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it because I came to it organically, but if you love Star Wars, you love Dune. It's just automatic because Star Wars is roughly based off of a lot of plots and characters in Dune. It's almost too fucking much. Like but I love them both. Thrones is based after Lord of the Rings. Literally. To the fucking name. To the two R's, you know? How much more can you be? But I love that motherfucker. I hope he comes out with that book soon before he croaks. Because he's not looking too good these days. So He told his son like how to write it, though. But that never works out. Because Brian... So Frank... Uh, I'm getting him... He didn't know the end. I have to know the end. I wonder what the end, because I haven't gotten that far in the books yet, where it like spins off from the show, which I need to do, because I bought all of them in quarantine. I just have them fucking all here. I need to read them, but I'm trying to- They're so addictive. You'll read them really quick. Did you read them all? Yeah. They're amazing. Thus far, yes. They're so good. You are so much cooler than me. You've read all of the Game of Thrones books? There's only like, like, what, five or six of them? Six or seven. Yeah, it's like Harry Potter. There's like six or seven. There might be six. I don't know. I have them all. Yeah, and it took him forever to come out with the last one. He still, yeah, and he still isn't even out with the last, last one. I went through Um, the first three, like, like, honestly, so fast. Yeah, I went, but it's been so long for me that I just, I want to reread them again, just so, like, I have, I don't know. I'm just like that. But um, I got to, I think, A Feast for Crows. If that's the green one or the red one. So I was up there, but then when I was reading it, I just remember I wasn't no, like I focused. Read them years ago when the show was out. Yeah. I, was like, yeah, I, I read them. Yeah. I read, I remember I read the first three before the show came out and I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, this is going to be epic. And then it fucking was mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, man. I can't wait for that prequel. I think it's going to be great. Any, any way to see the Targaryens be the Targaryens and why they're mad and shit and how they're evil and the, dra- the, the the birth of the dragons and how they're intertwined in that world. Like, I'm so down for that. It's very, they can draw from history and stuff because it reminds me of like Spain and like the Spanish empire and like how 
I feel like it's precarious for get off of that. Oh, for sure. There, I think there was really dragons once upon a time. Am I being too far out? I think there was dragons. I think the aliens were here already. I also have, I'm like, my relatives are from Spain. So cool beans. Yes, you know about like the background of Spain and how the Royal Spanish Empire was so fucked up because it was so like. Incestual and they, and they all had like fucking problems. Yeah, I was literally just reading about this like last week. Um, yeah, it was fucking they were literally like so mentally unwell that they just drove it into the ground because they were this so is- like share the wealth. That's why your fucking dynasty ran to the ground. That's why capitalism will never work. I'm sorry. It's becoming a case in the couch episode now. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Case on the couch, just whatever. Come at us for this. We hope you have a response. <laughs> <laughs> anyways you guys that was a great show oh my god that's it's- our next like crossover episode is we do house of the dragon meets like the Spanish it's gonna be nasty show. that episode's gonna hurt some feelings yeah but it's gonna be a necessary episode especially leading up to the prequel series like it absolutely is about them holy yeah. fuck of course like i'm mad i am from there but i'm also like wow that's really cool yeah. Police is just the best. But also, I want to see her mom. I want to see the Mad King. I want to see her dad. I want to see in the background, I want to see the Lannisters coming into power. I want to see Tywin fucking doing his thing. Like, there's just so many things, right? The Starks. Like, like for Tywin. I think it's like very early before. Way that. before. Yeah. I feel like the Lannisters just will be there, though. It's yeah. Just you, be- oh, yeah. You'll hear the last names for sure. But I'm fucking hyped. It's going to be sick. Even even if seeing like the masked people and shit, the dancers or whatever, that would be cool. And uh, that fucking that you know you know where Arya goes and trains. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be Those fucking cool, right? No name, no face. A girl has no yeah. name. A girl has no name. Ah! A girl has no name. That's what I'm gonna start saying when I'm at a bar and somebody's like, "Hey, what's up? What's your name?" I'm just gonna be like. Girl has no name. No name. Chugs That's genius. It is. It is. And if they know what it is, then I'll give them a chance. Yes. And on that note, we should probably end this episode. All right, you guys. The girl has no name. That's girl gonna has be no name. Girls have no. Yeah, we have to make it for relatable. Wait, so we end this. We're just thinking right now. Um, we have no name. And we're just relatable. Note, on that, note. on that note, we're changing the name of the podcast. It's not relatable with Elsa and Kyra anymore. It's just relatable. Relatable and a girl has no name. With the girl that has no name. The girls who have